ready i was horse lube horse lube, lube which Word. is it turns out the easiest to buy in bulk it because it's the cheapest i think and it's also the most like um what's the word viscous it's it's intense but i was so mcfrickin ready to wrestle some twinks <laughs> and too many dolls showed up too many dolls showed up arguably everyone was a doll the the definition of of twink was um generous the twinks it was it was giving it was giving this is the best we can find this is the best we can find which is like frustrating because like dallas reached out to like participate and is a total bonafide twink and like i wouldn't say dallas is a twink yeah i guess maybe not he's like buff and hairy he is hairier than I recall him being, but if he shaved, was, it would have been so, it would have been Twink City. There was one Twink when he came onto the stage, everyone started shouting, now that's, that's a twink. twink, which I actually wanted to <clears throat> ask you about. So for those who don't know, although you obviously do, we're talking about the Twink V Dolls wrestling match that took place at, dare I mention it by name, Singers ah. um, <laughs> here in Bedside, this new, very sabsy spot. Um, CNBC. Oh, CNBC. Okay. Very CNBC. Yeah. Um, it's been memeified. It's been widely, maybe not widely, but nonetheless talked about. But anyway, we're now talking about it. Um, point being, there was a twink who everyone was chanting, this is a twink. But I thought it was interesting because, like, I think that space is definitely, like, hyper PC. And so, which is why I think there was this very sort of, like, expansive definition of, like, what a twink was. But I, it did make me wonder, like, what is the definition of a twink? How do we... It's so interesting that you say that because, like, I've always thought of a twink as not necessarily someone who's, like... I mean, yes, they're on the younger side, but I think they're always, like, skinny. And yeah. they're always skinny. They're almost always hairless. Yeah. And no. those are like my two requirements. I think yes and and a hairless pussy. A hairless pussy for sure. But also like they have to I felt like like definitely thin. That was that was in and of itself an issue with the tw- the twink team. Ooh. Um but also like shots fired. More I don't want to say masculine, but like more masculine. You like think twinks are more masculine. I think like obviously twinks like hu- like on this the grand scale of like masculine to feminine are like definitely like very close to androgyny, but like they tend masculine because like I disagree. You don't really? Yeah. I just feel like it originated as like a term for like you know cis gay men who get stuffed with cream, so like. <laughs> Would it took it me not? a second. I thought you said stuff with green, and I was like, green what? Green, green cream. Shrek's cum. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with the gender role that you're imposing onto twinks. I think twinks are, in general, like on the more femme side. I don't think I'm imposing it. I think that's like 
if you're we're gonna forcing like, these twinks to be masked. I think if we're historicizing what a twink is, like I just think these twinks were divorced, devoid, divorced, divorced, divorced. They were divorced from any sort of like historical continuity with um, twinkage. There were a few people that were begging to be twinks. Begging to be twinks. Begging. Clamoring for twinkdom. Um, the dolls, though. They killed the dolls. The dolls, though, fucking slaughtered, as you would have imagined. Which was also something I was like, this feels planned. This feels planned! Like, not that, like, the dolls cheated or that, like, the the games were, like, tilted in their favor. They absolutely weren't. They just stacked the dolls team with, like, incredible players. Incredible Athletes, dare like, I say. Athletes, dare you say. No, you know what? It, it feels like a bunch of queers fucking signed up. And they took the 12, like, people they anticipated being good at this event and put them on the dolls team. I love that And then that idea. the, like, presumed losers were just put on the twink team. And we can't forget about Kevin Carpet. We cannot forget about Kevin Carpet. The star of the show. The star of the show and the underside of my feet. If you're unfamiliar with Kevin Carpet, he is a performance foot fetishist where he rolls himself in a carpet and there was a red carpet that you guys rolled up in and you walk over him and step on him. Everyone had to traipse on this man to enter the bar. You had to. They actually like would stop you and be like, please step on the carpet stop on me dying and you know what i'm wondering did he pay them or did they pay him if you're listening and you know the information we would like to know for our next event for those who were or weren't there we held our first event it was a great time it was kooky it was it was on the rooftop of the jane it was kooky it was like a lot like a good like assemblage of people like enough of enough people that i like didn't know that it felt like a soiree, like a small party, but it was still intimate. It like the music was incredible. Sorrel at X Three Butterfly, they did They're an incredible insane. job. Um, I sincerely hope we get to work with them again in some capacity, or just hang out with them. Honestly, shout out if they're listening. Um, <laughs> we know you're not. We know <laughs> you're not, but we wish you were. Um, oh wait, hi, welcome back to my the game. Back gatekeepers. This is. The arbitrary mark of season two. Season de, dos. Saison de. Saison de. Um, estacion dos. Dos. Why did I speak Spanish with a French accent? Uh, je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. Uh, <laughs> okay. And we're so glad to be back. It's we been a crazy hiatus. So glad. We were traveling a lot, getting, like, getting ready, preparing for what we want to give you guys. We want to yeah. give you the fattest juiciest veiniest most cum filled content we possibly can (laughs) and we do have some surprises in store later this season that we've been like brewing um the party we threw was sort of in an effort to finance those surprises we're very excited and get flushed and plug baby get flushed and plug because we're coming in raw and we um came back rod from europe each of us in fact the primary reason we took a hiatus is we both had we both were yeah we were basically two ships in the night jeep left and came back and then i left and came back there was lots of coming going in between oh um (laughs) yeah coming going in between amongst within without 
without without without a lot of without a lot of without um tell me about europe uh i'm gonna keep it short and sweet and sexy as always but i think so i went to europe to visit a friend who was uh, finishing up at lse visited them for a week then i went and stayed with my ex-boyfriend in paris for two and a half weeks you sure did sweetheart that was um as messy as it sounds (laughs) We were redefining and reestablishing a platonic relationship because we haven't seen each other in six years since I was a gay little twink. And now I'm a voluptuous trans woman who, shout out to me, I'm finally on my hormones. Yay! Yay. You better be sitting in your room with your headphones in, listening to this, clapping like a little bitch. Yeah, you better be fucking clapping. Because we're so fucking happy. We're so fucking happy. Like, she finally did it. And when my tits come in, it's over for all of you. It's over for literally everyone. Because, well, we were actually debating this. Are they going to be knockers or jugs or tits? I feel like, like you said they're going to be tits, but I honestly feel like you're going to end up with jugs. I feel like by the time I'm 40, I'm going to get some like, like cock destroyer size jugs. Jugs. Because I want like that, like milf rack. Mm -hmm. You know what I I mean? I want two gallons of milk hanging off your chest. With just like... Just like squirting and drizzling breast milk all over the townspeople. But I was, I also visited a friend of mine in the south of France, which surprisingly didn't get hate crimed. Love that for me. Love that for you. But I think my sexual highlight was between the sketchy three way I had in London and then this like pro rugby player who I guess is like on the DL side picked me up from my ex's apartment and told me I was the fourth girl he slept with that week. And I clapped for him because I don't really know why he would share that with me or what I was supposed to take from that information. Do you think he meant like trans girl? No, no, they were all cis women. He told me they were all cis women and I was the, the fifth girl, fourth girl. I don't remember how many. Regardless, he gave me gonorrhea. <laughs> he sure did. I mean, he kind of told you, I'm basically going to give you the clap. Yeah, he literally did that. I've been railing pussy all week, and you're next, sweetheart. And I was next. And <laughs> I I was next up in line. And let me tell you, in the hallowed halls of his parking garage, my no. hole was dripping with his cum. Um. Speaking of holes and uh, damage. Do you ever think about your parents listening to this podcast? Never. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know why it crossed my mind. Wait, did like, I ever tell? No, it's actually like I've had to like sincerely block that out because I used to have a radio show in college. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I had mentioned it like offhandedly to my parents, assuming that they would like never tune in and listen. As And they totally shouldn't because it was like wildly unserious. I would go to WQHS, shout out, UPenn radio station. Um, I would, well, Jeep just broke, really broke her mic. It's fine. She's I wanted just, to hold it. And she's just going to freak freak it. from When isn't she freaking it? When am I not freaking it? Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, long story short, my radio show was basically I would get really high in the studio and just go full, like, stream of consciousness, like, it was honestly, like, not dissimilar to what we do now. I would talk a lot about my sex life, but I would sort of incorporate just, like, this is music I'm listening to right now or, like, whatever. And my parents tuned in one time. 
when I was truly telling like the raciest, raunchiest story about like my first threesome, mm-hmm. um, in like excruciating, painstaking detail. Oh, no. And like I would do this because like I had like a little ticker on like the monitor that would tell me just how many people were listening. Yeah. And it was literally like I did not have a popular radio show. Like it was literally four people. And I was like, I can immediately think of like three people who I know are sitting down listening to this just like <laughs> laughing. Who's number four? So like number four, just like wild card, whatever. It was my mother. Love. It was my mother. Love. That. And she called me afterward. I was belligerently high and she said so I listened to your radio show. Oh no. And that I actually don't know what happened afterward because I truly blacked out. Love. I don't. But anyway, I don't. um my parents don't know about this podcast and they are never going to. My parents do know about this podcast and I told them they can't listen and they gleefully are like we won't and they're like we won't. I do think that fortunately like my parents and I are at a point where like I could say something like that. And they would just trust me. Like, they understand that I produce content about sex. Like, they know about the... Same. They know about, like, the Sniffies article I wrote. And I was like, I wrote this. It's sort of, like, uh, like cultural... They've seen my paintings. Right. It's, like, it's a cultural commentary, but, like, you don't want to read it. Like- Although I haven't <laughs> shown them the painting of me sucking dick yet. And you know what? You don't have to. I don't have to. But, um... Sex in Europe just hits different. It hits different. I truly... The only note I have about... Europe is like if I were to move for sex it would be to Spain everyone I fucked was diabolically sinisterly hot and it wasn't just that like they were hot and they make made me feel hot but like Mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing like my first one of my first days in Spain this guy messages me and I'm convinced he's catfishing me which we're gonna be talking a little bit about catfishing in a second oh I got catfished in London oh period that does I will say the most virulent violent cases of catfishing have happened to me in Europe that makes sense so you you know you take your wins with your losses but I was convinced the guy was catfishing me because he was so gorge I show up to his like Spanish chateau he is not catfishing me he's beautiful but not only that there are six other men there who are oh so gorgeous and like Truly, like, it's, like, I'm not, like, being self-deprecating. Like, I was, like, I am the ugliest person in the room by, like, a noticeable margin. But it literally didn't matter because they were all dying to have sex with me, which was in and of itself amazing. But they were also, and this is what makes sex in Europe hit different, so fucking friendly they were literally like oh they were literally like oh my god like you're here for primavera like what drugs do you need they were like giving me little goodie bags of drugs they were connecting me with dealers they were like this is where you gotta go out like they were literally you were just the bell like, of the ball i was the bell of the ball and they were really like hooking it up and like they were genu- genuinely invested in me just like having a great time there yes but also just like having a great vacation and i rode that high the entire time i was there like oh, that's so sweet it was truly like one of the most i think it was one of if not the most like sexually affirming experiences i've ever had wow meanwhile i had something um not similar happen when i was in <laughs> london <laughs> i went to hook up with this guy long story short after we you know finished he looks at me and goes <clears throat> he looks at me and he's just like do all the guys feel weird after fucking you I- And I look at him and I went, 
Sometimes. Some, I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, sometimes. You know, but if like, you can not pride yourself usually. on anything, it's your honesty. It's my fucking honesty, baby. And I was like, how do you feel? He's like pretty weird about it. And then I didn't talk to him. And then literally like a day later, he texts me. He's like, do you want to ride daddy's cock again? And I'm like, no. Of course not. Of course not. Literally no. Okay. How big would a man's cock have to be for him to have done that and then he's like do you want daddy's cock again and you're actually like mm, yes nine <laughs> i've got a number for you let me tell you it's funny that you <laughs> asked me that because i've been thinking i've maybe not thinking is the right word i <laughs> we're not thinking. We're, we're not s- thinking we're certainly not thinking <laughs> if we're going for like transphobe cock but i am a size queen and Same. i am I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. But the, oh, am I? Because sometimes, like, for example, I had some of, like, did I tell you about this? I had some of, like, it was, like, top-tier sex. I haven't had sex this good in a while. With It was, like, verse-flipping sex mm-hmm. with this guy who's our age, works in real estate, like, Basically, like, nothing to write home about, but, like, cute. You know what I mean? Sure. The chemistry, the the shimmy physique was <laughs> so insane. And he was, like, his dick was, like, painfully average, but, like, the sex was so fucking incredible. It really, it really is how you use it. It really is how you use it. But I can't trust everybody to use it that well. Okay, but also it's, like, there's kind of, like... Yeah, it's like yes, you know how to have to know how to use it, but I do think with like decreasing cock size, there has to be increasing techne. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if yes. I'm sorry, if you have like a four inch dick, you have to be pulling out stops that I've I've never seen before. Literally, like so it's like yeah, like you can pull out an average dick, and like the, people with average penises have rocked my world. Whereas like I have absolutely fucked men with like double dick double digit inch cocks and like it's i get nothing from it because they that don't happened know what to me doing. recently also i wouldn't say he didn't know what he was doing but like this guy had like i think what's also frustrating is like sometimes when you have condom sex boo, mm, boo. it um if they have trouble staying hard yeah, especially bigger dicks because you need a lot of blood flow. But I think also there's like uh, there's this sick irony in that like men with large cocks. And you know what? We talked about this, too. This is another reason Europe is great. Everybody has a massive cock. Everyone has a massive cock. So no one has pond. a fucking ego about it. Literally. Like, American men with massive cocks think by virtue of having a big dick, they get to just fucking sit there and not do anything or be bad in bed or be lazy. And like. No, like I'm gonna notice, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna fuck notice, you. and I'm it's also notice. like I'm not gonna be pleased. Period. Period. Literally, I can't fucking stand that shit. But I just wanted to throw in like that one guy that I had amazing sex with. He, <laughs> he like <laughs> threw his legs up above <laughs> his head at one point and was like, "Do you want to fuck daddy's pussy?" And wow. I'm like, yes, yes, I do, queen. I think I would find that. So confusing. Really? Tell me. Because I feel like, well, like, I don't know. I'd like to think I'm open-minded in that. Like, I would, I think it would probably just depend on, like, the person. Like, like I have, I flip fuck. It happens. Like, it happens. It happens <laughs> it probably happens. more often than it does with, like, 
most people, including like other like versatile gay men. Yeah. But like sometimes it's like I'm in a headspace and like if you're daddy and you're railing my pussy out, it's like I want you to rail my pussy out. Like if I'm getting fucked and it's like good, like I'm going to come from bottoming. It's interesting because, like, that was, I think, the first time that, first of all, anyone was ever like, do you want to fuck daddy's pussy? And then stay tuned next week because I am one of my regulars who's, like, a daddy dom, loves, like, and we're going to talk about this in a second, like, long blowjob sessions or whatever. He wants me to top him. And it's that same, like, he wants me to, like, blow his back out. He comes hands-free. Like, it's this whole thing. Like, he loves getting fucked by trans women, but he hasn't been fucked in a really long time. Because, like, he needs to feel comfortable with someone before he bottoms for them, which sure. is like, obvious. And I'm going to fuck daddy's pussy. And you're going to fuck daddy's pussy. I'm, hold on. Before we en- talk about entering my top era, I want to talk about orgies galorgies. Okay, yes. Because I made this note because I was thinking about this orgy that I had in Spain, and then I came back to New York and found myself... Similarly embroiled in an incredible orgy experience that was like really affirming where I was surrounded by men who I was like convinced were, you know, God's gift to earth. Um, And I think it's interesting that this has been happening to me at a point in my life where like I think I am most like more confident sexually and in like my body than I like ever have been yeah and it's like it there feels it feels like there's this cosmic or karmic force that is thus then like bringing these like crazy previously unexperienced like sexual milieus like into my orbit and Mm -hmm. it's like are orgies gatekept by confidence great question and I (laughs) feel like that Ooh, I I would say yes because you have you have to be in your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you present in your body for an orgy to be successful, mm-hmm. like I've only the biggest orgy I was in was a nine man orgy back in 2019 in Pittsburgh. It was like the first time I had like done pride with like gay people, and I was like giving you like I was giving you twink. I was giving like. I had a head. I had this like um, bandana headband. This like mesh tank of top. Course you I had did. abs. I had abs. She okay. had abs. I looked. I was giving fucking twink snack, baby. And <laughs> long story short, all the gay, all the faggots were just like in this like empty room in this apartment, just like on the floor sucking. No fucking. Because no one, no one could was stay hard. hard. You remember yeah. this story, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's my biggest fear about an orgy situation, which is why I feel like, like with the the second orgy I mentioned, it kind of like just happened. Like it wasn't like I came over and everyone was like, "You're here for an orgy." It was like I was literally like we were hanging out, and then like this guy kind of like made moves and started hooking up with me, and then like a third person joined, and it just kind of cascaded into this like group sex see that's hot it is really hot that's kind of what happened with my orgy and it was also like interesting too because like granted everybody there was like friends so i guess this like that kind of explains why this was more able to happen but like 
not everyone was participating at like any one time. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of sort of like tap in, tap out. Like there were some, you know, dot like sex diehards, obviously, who were like who were like (laughs) carrying, but like carrying the orgy, the Jeff Goldblum of the orgy, the Jeff Goldblum of the orgy. This this orgy had an obvious and definitive Jeff Goldblum. and it was an extremely hung, extremely built Dutch man. And mm. I honestly will never recover. Um, but yeah, I think it was like, you know, whereas like the other orgy was more sort of like, you've come here to fuck. And I, but like, it is like so interesting. Cause like I have been in situations where group sex is happening and like nobody gets hard or like more so. I know a lot of friends who have been in group sex situations where nobody's hard. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's like a really high level of like confidence and self-assurance that you have to that you and everyone else has to be experiencing in that moment in order for it to even totally happen. Totally. And like another note we have under this is like trans sex versus gay sex cuz like I feel like what Reese is describing that spontaneity and like even when I had my orgy when I was little little gay little faggot. Um <laughs> It was spontaneous. It was whimsical. And I'm like, where is that for trans women? I feel like, where is that for, like, women in general? Like, where is that spontaneous train that's going to run on me? You know what I mean? Like, where is that? Well, I think that's kind of part of what makes it difficult, right? It's like, I've never been in in any of these instances. I've not had just, like, train run on me. You know what I mean? Like, people are, like, in twos or threes. People are swapping off. And, like, one of the, like, privileges of, like, a gay orgy is presuming you have like a critical number of like versatile people or just like a good balance of tops versus bottoms. It's totally, you don't have to like have that situation. Whereas like presumably, you know, like while you're open to topping and like having like a diverse range of sexual experiences, I imagine a lot of cis men, even those who are like open-minded enough to be hooking up with a trans woman are like, if they're in an orgy with a trans woman, they're like, Oh, we're gang banging her. It's just like, it's just like, <laughs> I rolled my eyes just now. It's just like, so dumb. Like, I just want to have like whimsical, fun sex. And like, I feel like my sex life hasn't been as fulfilling as it was when I was a gay man. <laughs> Here and there. There are some things that are more fulfilling, some things that aren't. But I'm still trying to discover what it's like to have sex as a woman. I just have this incredible vision of you getting like, all your holes stuffed and you just like stop everyone and throw a tantrum and you're like, I want this to be whimsical. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And I am now begging for you to get three men to come over and they all start fucking your orifices and you just blue ball all of them. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. The mood's not right. We need to change the lighting. We need to set some candles. I want to feel like magic in the air. I want, Whimsical. I want whimsical. I, I want, want whimsical. I'm putting that on my my field profile. I want whimsical sex. Looking for whimsical sex. Honestly, <laughs> that is dead ass what I'm looking for. Like 100 fucking percent. And this leads into my top era, honestly. Whimsical top era. Whimsical top era. Like I, <laughs> and this top era also leads into rehashing Sheenus. Sheenus. Oh Sheenus. The best thing we've ever come up that is what we're introducing in season two. Fucking merch. Merch. Sheenus merch. Sheenus merch. And this is the thing about my Sheenus is like those who are in the know know that I have a beautiful girl cock. And it's like 
it's like petite and like not too small, not too big, just like this like cute, pretty, seamless, no veins, straight seamless. up, <laughs> almost air like face tuned cock. I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> And I don't remember what your cock looks like. I just remember it being like tan. Is that right? Yeah, it's tan. It's pretty large. It's very hairy. There's definitely like a good noticeable vein running along the base. I have a beautiful penis. He does have a beautiful penis. Thank it, you. it is a good penis. Thanks. I will admit. We both have we both have like beautiful cocks. Just like they're like for different people. <laughs> <laughs> we service different demographics. <laughs> And I will say, like, since transitioning and, like, dating straight men, like, I've become a lot more confident in my penis. Not to say that I don't want to get rid of her, because I do. <laughs> don't, get, don't get me wrong. She's not invited to the party as soon as I can get rid of her. <laughs> but, um... Not your clingy best friend. No, my penis is my clingy best friend. That I'm going to drop ASAP. Chop ASAP. Chop. Invert ASAP. <laughs> Invert. But um, it truly, like, I've had a lot of guys comment and be like, oh, this is so pretty. Like, it's a sheenus. Like, it's truly, like, gorgeous. Well, I think what's interesting about this is how, like, at least this is what you said before, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, you felt a lot of shame as yes. a gay man about your penis, its size. Being so, like, feminine. It's, yeah, it being so feminine. And now its femininity is actually exactly what like brings you joy and like it joy is an extreme word sure 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 but like uh can like you're con more content. Con content yeah i'm more confident i'm like more i feel like you're better able to identify with and it but like for example like the daddy that i'm gonna be topping on sunday like i he i asked him i was like oh like because he was like this girl like topped me and I was just like oozing come at my dick blah 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 and I was like okay well how big was her dick because like baby girl you've seen mine like I don't know if I can you know Deliver. work that prostate like she did and he was right. like oh we had her dick was only like slightly bigger than yours and I'm like okay we're in business open. We're, yeah. we're open it's um just like his gaping hole we're open we're, well it's probably not gaping if ah! he's only taking these tiny little cockettes <laughs> Cockette versus Sheenus. Everybody vote vote below. Wait, I mean Sheenus is the obvious winner. Um I it's that's so funny because like I love fucking like a dude, especially if I'm being really dumb and I'm just jackhammering their little pussy. I love when they have a tiny little cock. Love that. And I talk about it. Oh my god. I I railed this like beautiful OnlyFans twink in Spain and I was just like I love looking at your limp little cock bounce around while I fuck the shit out of you and Aww. he died for it he was obsessed um it's funny it's funny how I thought you said and then he died and, and I was then like, he oh. died well like he did this is the one who asked me to choke them until they literally passed out oh so. this, I hate this one <laughs> I love it except I don't um but no, I do think it's funny. I'm I'm really interested right now in like how shame and disgust have this very like porous boundary with mm. like desire. Totally. And how they aren't just like kind of a part of it, but in a lot of instances really enhance it. And like, I don't know. I just think like it's interesting how that has like converted for you. 
in a sexual way. Whereas like for just as many people, it's like actually like that discomfort and brings I think them a sexual sort of satisfaction. What makes me like kind of nervous about getting bottom surgery, I wouldn't necessarily say nervous because like I'm getting bottom surgery for me. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm doing this like not for the pleasure of man. And I, did I ever tell you, did I tell you about this? This guy that I hook up with, um, he's like a tech bro. He's like, honestly, like he has, he, the guy who I showed you who looked like he was from like a Walmart white Lotus period. That guy, Walmart white. Lotus. So hung Walmart white Lotus. Let me tell you, <laughs> but he told me he hooked up with a trans girl who was post-op once. And he was like, yeah, you can totally tell the difference. Just not as good as this pussy. And I'm like, ugh, ugh, like, fuck you. Like, what the hell? And, like, I have a trans friend who was, like, hooking up with someone and, like, mid-fuck, he was like, are you trans? And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, I could tell the whole time your pussy was different, like, while he's inside her. That is psycho. Crazy. Psycho. But on a new note, um, other than pussy and cock we want to talk about what occasionally frames pussy cock hole hair baby hair baby this is the age we're gonna start from the top and we're gonna work our way down down baby and at the top we want to talk about hat fishing hat fishing so we all know it we all hate it because this is the thing. I was going to say something well, crazy. For th- to, just to backtrack, for those who are hard of hearing, <laughs> hat fishing is basically catfishing, but you're bald or you have a receding hairline, and so you hide it in photos or even when you're having sex with somebody with a hat. And, like, the hair industry is, like, a multi-billion dollar, I might be exaggerating, industry. No, you're probably right. And... Men, it is so accessible to fix that receding hairline. Maybe not so accessible. It's but like, not accessible at all. As someone who fixed their receding hairline. If you start early, if you start a finasteride of minoxidil early. Yes, so it's, true. It, it, it's there. You are reminding me that I need to set a reminder to take my finasteride. Period. going to do that live on the pod. But so I experienced hat fishing first fucking hand a few years ago when I was living in Bushwick. And this guy invited me over. He was like in his 30s, like whatever. Like he was kind of cute. I just needed to come once again. I put <laughs> myself in a situation that I'm not proud of, <laughs> but I got my nut. Did I? I, I got to his apartment. Know. Got to his apartment. We're making out. He's wearing a hat. He's fucking you. Like, first of all, he had a bunch of hats like on his wall, like on display. First red flag, huge red flag. Do not, and I repeat, do not display your snapback collection on your bedroom wall. <laughs> do not do that, especially as a what thirty-five-year-old. That's a gross. I hate it. Humiliating. Humiliating. Pathetic. Childish. Um, <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and so then, like, we were flipping positions, and like, I moved my leg over, and I accidentally knocked over his hat, and it was giving. Bold. Like, it was <laughs> insane. Just, like, the light shining off, blinding you, like, like bald, bald. It was, like, narcissist like, looking at his reflection like into the bald man's head. 
It's giving glare. It's giving glare. It's giving glisten. It's giving. <laughs> it's giving mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me who's the dumbest twink of them all. It was me. It was fucking me in the that. baldest top of all. <laughs> it's the guy inside you. And listen, like we don't. We fuck with bald guys. Like I fucked. We bald. do. Oh my god. We do. Best bald guy sex go. I don't have an answer for that because I am like a recent convert to like fucking bald men. Best bald guy sex I had Paris 2016 study abroad. He worked for Google in Chicago was visiting on a trip. I go to his hotel room. First of all, hotel sex always slaps this man. You would have loved him. He was like, (laughs) he was like giant, like jacked bald and had like a, fat cock and I remember like we were hooking up and it was going somewhere and he was like bashful he was like do you want to like eat my ass and I was like yes baby like yes and he got on all fours and like that pussy was just like immaculate hairless pink muscle pussy just like in my face love that it was crazy and like we fucked all night long I will say the thing that's so hot about fucking a bald man when they are just like ripped and they have a massive cock is it's like it just like feels like you're looking at and interacting with this like animatron that was just like designed and literally built to fuck like no frivolities like like they just interesting I love that it's like a cyborg yeah they're like a cyborg but also it's like there's something so like truly there's nothing more masculine than like losing all your fucking hair (laughs) (laughs) especially when it's like you everywhere else except the top of your head you know fuck you i mean listen like as someone who has like had a hair transplant and paid what you probably literally pay for an arm and a leg on the black market to get it like I'm not like I, I'm just as insecure as anybody about losing their hair. But I want to. But we want to ask the crucial question: um, Am I hat fishing? <laughs> so, as some of you may know, like I'm not right now, but like I used to wear wigs and I used to wear weaves because like my hairline isn't the best. Like it's receding a little bit, and I'll be honest: like I'm saving up and I have insurance that's gonna help me cover hair grafting, whatnot. But um, I noticed this long story short, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in the pod. I had that polyamorous four way where I like I hooked up and I ate pussy for the first time, whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure I've talked about it. Mm -hmm. But I want to just highlight that one moment in that four way when I like was eating this girl's pussy while she was eating my other friend's pussy. So much pussy. So much pussy. So much. And I like (laughs) like lifted (laughs) What is this new voice? (laughs) Season two, baby. (laughs) And I like lifted my head up to just, you know, get some air. And my wig was stuck under her leg and it went like clean off. No. Like clean off my head. And I'm like, oh, and like no one noticed. And I quickly put it back. I don't think. And I quickly put it back on and like looked in the mirror and like brushed out my hair real quick. And then dove right back into the puss. But. And, like, we know the whole story where that guy scalped me when I was getting fucked from behind. Yes. Like, I, I, am I hat fishing? Am I okay. wig fishing? So, 
I have an answer to this. You do? Uh, yes. And Be careful. The short answer is no, you're not. Period. Um, <laughs> but before I dig into that, I just want to say it is like, you, you know, hair is like a uniquely sensitive thing. Like, because like, like, you know me, I have like basically no limits in the bedroom outside of like blood, vomit and shit. Um, basically like bodily fluids. Oh, I know. But, <laughs> but like. So do our viewers. And like, I also like, and so like when I'm like being sub like i get really sub and like even if i'm not like loving something i'm deeply sexually thrilled by like the being used you know what i mean like there's almost something enjoyable about like i this isn't like what i want but i'm just like being used and this relates to my wigs how because the one time i will ever stop someone like where i will snap out of character is if they pull my hair i will be like nope and i will i literally whipped around to a man once who like it was probably like our second or third time fucking and i was really like into our sex and but he would always like inch toward pulling my hair and this time he really pulled it and i whipped around totally came out of character and i was like i paid too much money for this hair for you to do that and you know what was the best part he was like i am so sorry period like literally no questions and like that's what i think why i think you're not hat fishing i think like a kind of like universal truth for like it's just like we all like care so much about (laughs) I'm sorry, hold on. I'm so sorry. I just imagined when that guy scalped me, what if I stayed in character and was like, yes, scalp me, daddy. Like, like, or something crazy. I thought you were laughing about the concept of parables and universal truth coming into the fold of the pod, <laughs> but like, okay, go off, sister. Like, I'm just in my own fucking world. <laughs> in your own fucking world without a wig. Um, without a wig. And I, you know what? Speaking of without a wig, I am rocking my natural hair right now. It's and it giving, genuinely looks it's, good. It's giving, like, like she makes out with girls after a few drinks. You know what I mean? Oh, I hate you. So yeah. you just said you're giving Lena Dunham. I'm giving, I'm giving, oh, God, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do want to make this point, though. But my Sorry, point yeah. is, I think, like, hair and, like, feeling really self-conscious about hair, like wanting your hair to look a certain way is like actually like a very like universal anxiety. Like totally. And so I think, you know, if we're like thinking like gender is a performance, like gender studies, one one Judith Butler kind of thing, like you wearing a wig or like a weave or what have you is you like putting forth like the gender expression, performing quote unquote, the gender that like, the the way you want to be seen right like gender is something that's like given to us by the way people see us and interact with us and so like you want those kinds of interactions and so you put on like a wig in order to receive them right it's different than like when a bald man wears a cap because like they're hiding it like they're hiding their shame they're also but it's also like because they're still a man like you're not being perceived uh you're still being perceived as a man whether you're bald or like whether you have that hat on. Whereas like you putting on the wig or the weave helps you to know that you're being perceived as a woman. Absolutely. Granted, like, you know, I take a lot of issue with like the way we like make fun of and like denigrate men for like losing their hair. Cause like, I do think it's like a product of toxic masculinity where we like make men feel like less of men because they're losing their hair. And like as someone who's experienced that and knows a lot and has a lot of friends who are experiencing that, it is like a, horribly dysmorphic 
uh, experience that like tanks your self esteem. Like it, like it sucks, but like, uh huh, it is fundamentally different from like you presenting your gender. Totally, there's not a gender question happening there. There's a there's like a a body dysmorphia, a like a like relational thing happening there. It's not about like. Ge- but it's not about gender. Totally. Every so no, time I twitch, you're not half fishing like that. You, did you see me twitch when you were I, talking? I did see you twitch. When you see me twitch like that, I want you to know it's because I had an intrusive thought. <laughs> Is that like basically Tourette's? I don't know. I've never told my doctors that. I get like I'll I'll get like a crazy intrusive thought, and then my whole body will like. You don't have to tell me the thought but when you say like intrusive like what do you mean i don't even remember what the, i don't even remember what the thought was is it like are they typically oh like, the thought was like what if i accidentally like like um stopped the recording oh so it that is was a like, really mild one so it is like so it's sort of like an anxious thing it's like a something going wrong kind of thing. Usually, it can be anything. It can be any. It can be from mild to wild, baby. Like sometimes <laughs> they'll get crazy intrusive thoughts that are like really weird. All right. Well, don't we all? Anyways, so now we're going from the tip of our head all the way down the shaft of our body. We're talking body hair. We're talking body hair. I need a hairy cock. I'm sorry. I like, love body hair. I'm a man. I, I love I, it. I love body hair. Well, we'll talk holes are a, a notable exception, um, and I have my reasons. I love a hairy hole. It exfoliates. I, I should love hairy hole as, like, a verse king. Like, I get that it's, like, whatever, but, like, I'll explain. But I really have more pressing thoughts on hairy cock. It has to be hairy. I want hair on your cock. I want pubes. This is the thing. You want, like, an exceptionally hairy cock. Like, you want cock that's, like, Bush, you know. I mean, I like that, but like, not exactly. Like, my boyfriend has like it's very much like manscaped, you know, and like that's nice. It looks beautiful. Like, it's not as hairy as mine, and but that's probably because they keep it. He keeps it trimmed. You're a little gross. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But like, people love that. People do love that. People love that. People love that. People love just like I'm obsessed with my bush. Taking the whole cock and then being like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like chloroformed with your pubes. Yeah, they want they want to floss their teeth. They want to. F- oh god. <laughs> I will say the one thing is like I don't necessarily think like having unwieldy pubes is gross, but. The reason to manscape, which I actually do need to do this soon because it is getting pretty wild down there, uh-huh. is because it makes your cock look bigger. It makes your cock, oh it boy, does it. And bigger. when you have not that many inches to spare, <laughs> you really got to make your cock look as big as possible. Optics, baby. Optics. Optics. I literally just started shaving all of my, okay, because like, oh my God, like I recently just started shaving all of my pubes just so that I'm like kind of smooth down there. And it's never smooth because I get crazy razor burn. But, um, <laughs> are you using the one blade? What's the, oh, the, the Norelco one blade? Yeah. Sponsor us. Um, I, yeah. And you still get razor burn? I, it just, if I, if I shave in like my bikini line, it will always bubble up for I mean, a day or two. Have you thought about 
waxing? I mean, I have, and I have waxed in the past, and it still does it. I'm just going to get electrolysis, so it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah. But um, waxing my own asshole, which was a disaster in 2017, <laughs> I bought an at-home waxing kit. None of my roommates were home. Like, perfect. I go into the bathroom. <clears throat> I... The cat's in the bathroom, so I grab the cat, take him out of the bathroom, release the cat. A chunk of the cat's hair is on my hand because I had wax on my no, hand, and I essentially no, just waxed the cat. No, no, So I now have, like, black cat hair all over my hands that I can't get off, and so I am on the floor, on all fours, applying a thick layer of wax to my hole, which, may I mind you, I read this out loud. It said thin layer, and I still applied a thick layer. This I, is entirely my fault. I hate you. And so I went to go, like, peel it off with like, with the, the paper thing, the paper swatch, and it wasn't working, <laughs> and I constantly kept doing it, and then there was blood. <gasps> like, I started bleeding, so I was like, fuck. So I hop in the shower. It only made the wax harder and to get off. And so I had to take a literal this razor is like blade. Literally, this no to shave the wax off my asshole. I would have gone to the ER. I had I, a cock ooh. appointment in an, an hour later, and like not an, anymore. My so my asshole is now like fully mutilated, like bleeding and hairless now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hairless and. The guy comes over and he literally sits me down and says, hey, after I have sex with someone two times, I lose interest. And then left. And thank God your asshole was bleeding for all of this. I was pissed. <coughs> um, I was mad. <laughs> I was <coughs> Um, <coughs> This does, speaking of waxed holes, though, this is what, this does lead me to why I like a hairless hole. My boyfriend, the nurse. Came home from a weekend getaway where his BFF waxed his pussy. Love. And it is truly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I worship that waxed pussy. Love. And I just can't go back to hair. Like, I will say I do have some other reasons. I feel like I can eat an ass deeper when there's no hair. Um, and then I also feel like... I have in incredibly sensitive cock. Like, the skin on my cock is sensitive. Like, I have uh -huh. had eczema on my penis. You've like, had a lot on your penis. I have had a... I, he has been in the trenches. Like, <laughs> yeah, he fucking has. Like, yeah. Um, and so I like to be very precautious. And I have found, if I fuck men with really hairy holes sometimes, like, the going in and out, unless it's, like, super lubricated, can, like, kind of irritate oh, it. Oh, I don't like um, that. And I mean, like, whatever. Like, you can just be smart and, like, you use lube and you, like, smooth down the hair on either side, right? And, like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. But, like, sometimes I don't just, have enough experience topping. <laughs> I truly don't. I mean, a hairy hole can, I mean. I will say, with hairy hole, like, it rubs my makeup off. Mm-hmm. More so than, like, a smooth hole. And, like, I'll, like, emerge from the depths of their crack. <laughs> and, like, there'll be just, like, a ring of makeup gone. And, like, you'll see my 5 o'clock shadow. And it's, like, not cute. Uh. Okay. Um, we, Rapid fire. Yeah, because we, we do have to go. Um, 
just we have a dinner reservation we have a dinner reservation yes or no should we be afraid to touch black people's hair oh my god okay so our friend made this joke on it's in his draft because he's like waiting to craft it perfectly he hooked (laughs) up with this girl um this like woke pseudo liberal like white feminist well very liberal pseudo intelligent pseudo intelligent and she like was afraid to touch his hair while they were making out and he thought it was so funny and i thought that was hilarious and then like literally like a day later like two days later i'm hooking up with this like gorgeous guy like absolutely jacked and like he happens to be black and I remember I went to go touch the back of his head and like my hand like froze (laughs) (laughs) because I have just been told like never touch a black person's hair listen like I think in this context yeah fine the I think the I think I am confident in saying that like if you're fucking me I'm I'm gonna touch your hair I'm gonna touch your hair not like I'm not gonna be like that's you know funny what? Like, because bitch I'm gonna go for it, but it's like if it ha- like I'm just not gonna think about it. You know what I mean? And any other context, I feel like I'd be like, nope, not gonna do it. You know but what? Like, I think I'm gonna incorporate a new consensual question. Like, can I touch your hair? I think that I, I have hooked up with a lot of black men who I know would say that is so unhot. Who would be like totally like? It's just not sexy. That's well, no, not I'm sexy. A- I'm asking that because because I don't like when people touch my hair, especially when I was wearing wigs. Like, do you know not what? fucking touch my hair. That is a really fair point. Like back to what I was saying. Don't pull my hair. Like, you know what? You're right. Hair is a sensitive thing. So maybe we should just be asking everybody. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe it's or like if I don't know. Like, there's maybe we can come up with a sexier way for next episode and yeah, how to say it. But, but then like, it also like it feels loaded, right? Because then it's like you don't want them being like, "Are you asking me that?" Because I'm black you know you don't want to otherize them you don't want them absolutely to feel that not way. So yeah it's like yeah that's a tough one it's a tough one and, and we'll leave our audience to think about it and you know what let's let the woke police tell us what to do if you're the woke police wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting come arrest me baby bend me over your cop car and fuck me with your politics I'm Jeep. And I'm Reese. And welcome back to Mind the Gate. We love you. Bye.